Welcome back to Heartfelt Awakening. We are continuing our transformational journeys to spirit. I am Denny Van, your host, and we have with us today, Miss Phoenix Gibbs. Welcome, darling. So glad to have you here. Excellent, Thank excellent. <laughs> Thank you for having me as always. Love me some Denny. And, you know, you are a person I actually met in person. So that's yeah. like, it's so good to see you, darling. And I want to tell people about you because you are a spiritual lifestyle coach. And for three years, you've been guiding first timers that you call them spiritual seekers on how to navigate through inner through their own spiritual awakening that results in creating a powerful spiritual lifestyle so darling i want to know the details the a through z what exactly is a spiritual lifestyle well, a spiritual lifestyle is one where you own and claim and stand in your beliefs and your power, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, sexually, all of that stuff, where you don't go by what other people have told you or, you know, what you were conditioned to believe growing up, but choosing to stand in your spiritual truth of what that looks like for you and, and implementing those things into your life because they are an extension of you. So when I help my clients, I help them create their very own unique spiritual lifestyle that feels comfortable for them, where it doesn't feel intimidating. It doesn't have to be complicated. It could be as simple, and yet it's going to be challenging. However, it's a challenge that you confront and you own without any fear, because it's something that you're creating within yourself. In working with clients, um, one of the things that I have been noticing is people want to do all these things because they want the results, right? They mm -hmm. want the results. They see people manifesting these things and they know there's something going on and they want these results. However, what I'm running into is um, consistency. What mm -hmm. do you do about consistency? I always tell people you have to, well, not have to, but I invite you to get into the practice and habit of showing up for yourself. Because if you're on this journey, the journey is being committed to self and showing up for yourself every day. And the other part of that is I tell them, you know, our ancestors were here before us and they've been through so much. Well, they experienced so much when they were here. So it's not only showing up for yourself, but it's also showing up for them because we're representing who they are and the legacy they left and the opportunities they left for us. So when we show up for ourselves, it's having a sense of pride within ourselves that everything we do in life moving forward is for not only ourselves, but for the people that were here before us. And that usually is like, well, damn, I never looked at it that way. So yeah, I definitely have to show up for myself. <laughs> Exactly. And so what does that practice and habit look like? It is um, waking up every day filled with gratitude, especially the it's when you really don't want to get up in the morning, because I know sometimes I'm like, damn, I don't want to get up, but I know I have to. It's um, definitely. So, OK, hold on one second. You're in that point. The alarm goes off. It's uh -huh. early. You're tired. You don't wanna. Mm -hmm. How the heck do you wake <laughs> up with gratitude? <laughs> because I wake up and I say, you know what? I'm very fortunate 
to be able to wake up this morning when a lot of people have died in their sleep. I'm very fortunate to be able to breathe and have impeccable health. And I can't take that for granted. That's, that's what waking up with gratitude means to me, especially on the challenging days, because there's times, especially since we are still in a pandemic, people are mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically exhausted. And a lot so of people- you're talking with a client mm-hmm. and your client is in that space. Yes. How can we encourage people who are in that space who wake up and just don't want to? How do we encourage them? How do we create that mindset? You brought out something really, really important. Mm-hmm. And that was an implementation of self-care. And this creates yeah. habit, rituals, patterns. So if we're waking up and feeling like, eh, mm-hmm. what can we do? <sighs> There's certain things that we can do. And one of them for me is remembering, yeah, we're in a, in a pandemic and what are we learning from it? What are we learning from it at this very moment? As soon as you wake up, what are we learning from it? And for all those people who didn't make it, we owe them the right to wake up. We owe them the right to sit up and get out of bed and find ways to figure out how to create life for ourselves and what that looks like to us, what that looks like to us and what lessons are we learning? What did this pandemic teach us? And I I lead with that majority of the time when I speak to my clients and it put things into perspective because it's so much stuff going on right now, media, social media, you see it all day, every day. So it's finding ways to not only survive, but to thrive within the madness, within this huge worldly challenge that we are all experiencing right now. I love what you said. You said, even though all of these things are happening, Mm -hmm. I create life for myself. Mm -hmm. So from this space of finding that way to thrive, Mm-hmm. Not only survive, but thrive. Yes. You know, most of us are coming from that space of, I got to survive. Right. And so they're kind of in that space of needing to survive. So when you say create life for myself, mm-hmm. what does that look like? That means giving yourself permission to cry, to scream, to acknowledge the emotions that you're feeling within yourself. I remember three weeks ago before I moved to Texas from Savannah, I was holding on to all these emotions and I sat in my living room and I cried like a baby where I had to scream and let out all of the emotions and feelings that I was feeling because I was exhausted. In every aspect of exhaustion, I was so exhausted. And the only thing that I can do to release these emotions and feelings was to cry like a baby because it's something that I was holding on to where, you know, you have to be strong. You got to put on a strong face and despite whatever, what's going on, you got to be strong, be strong, be strong. However, sometimes being strong means being able to 
not only sit in the emotions, acknowledge them, be truthful with yourself about the emotions and allow yourself permission to be vulnerable with yourself and to cry it out. Cry it out. And, and that's, that's, for me, that was a good way. That was a good release for me to let all that out where I'm just not consistently holding on to it because we're absorbing so much going on right now. And sometimes we don't want to, but it's there. And so for you to thrive and not only survive, it's giving yourself permission to feel what it is that you're feeling. Every emotion, feel it, feel it for what it is. You don't got to stay there, but at least feel it, acknowledge it, know that it, it, it's there, act upon it, and then brush yourself off, get up, and just remember, like, what am I passionate about? What am I here to do? What is my mission? What is it? And work on that every single day. Allow the practice to be working on that mission every single day. Like, ask yourself, what makes my heart smile? What makes my spirit sing? What is that? And work on it every single day. And don't give up when something doesn't happen the way that you expect it to or want it to, because everything is divine timing and divine order. I love that. And, you know, you, you bring out such wonderful things because how you're expressing, you know what, all of this stuff is just happening. There's nothing I can do right now. I just have to cry to release yeah. it. This is the balance of that yin and yang, that masculine feminine within you, because the masculine was so dominant. Do, 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 be strong, be strong. And it just exhausted you, burned you out until your body just said, just become a puddle on the floor. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and just let whatever it is, acknowledge it. And you said, feel it. So yeah. going from that, be strong, be strong, be strong, masculine, divine masculine to mm -hmm. feel it. Mm -hmm. This is coming from a space of the divine feminine, whatever that feeling is, I'm pissed off. I'm angry. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I'm uncertain. I'm not clear. Yes, 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 yes. I'm feeling all of those things mm -hmm. as you become a puddle on the floor. But so many of us, and I think there's a term, they call it spiritual bypassing, where it's like, yes. no, I'm not going to feel those things. You know, I'm just going to raise my vibration. And then the next thing you know, you're, you're in, a, in a worse puddle on the floor or yes. in an accident and then on the puddle in the yes. floor because you yes. didn't acknowledge and release and allow that energy to fulfill its purpose. So yes. I love this conversation. So darling, we talked about self-care. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that in relation to rituals, patterns, habits, routines. Well, first of all, it's definitely learning how to put yourself first and not feeling guilty about putting yourself first. Oftentimes, especially as women, we were taught, you know, you have to be a wife, you have to be a mother, you got to do this. Da, 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 da. It's always the doing and the having, but it's never the being. So being means being able to put yourself first and focus on self-care, making that priority, whatever self-care means to you. For me, it's going outside, being barefoot, grounding in the grass with my almond milk, with turmeric and honey, and just allowing the sun to just kiss me on my face. That's taking as many baths as possible, a bubble bath with some Epsom salts and some Florida water or whatever that is, and just being in the tub. Um, Self-care for me is listening to 
11 hour meditational music while I sleep so it could help me just reprogram my subconscious about the negative thoughts that I still have in my mind that pop up that are not mine. Because of course, when you're going through forms of spiritual awakening, you have dark forces, energies that are around you that, that seep in some way, somehow. And it's learning how to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, stand in your power, stand in your greatness, stand in your power, stand in your greatness. And also giving yourself permission to fall in love with you wake up to you. And I had to learn how to love myself where I was able to experience the kind of love that I've given to everyone else in my life. And I experienced that last year. I was watching Lisa Nichols and she was like, you know, I had to wake up to myself and it just dawned on me like, damn, I'm waking up to myself. I really am. I'm waking up to every thought, every feeling, every process that I've ever had in my life, every reflection everything that I could remember that was in me that I'm still holding on to and how to go about letting that go, confronting it, releasing it. And working with my spirit guides helped me a lot because they showed me specific patterns that I was still working on, operating on, and how to shift it slowly. And it's being kind and gentle with yourself because we as a society, we choose to beat ourselves up and, and try to be perfect and look at celebrity and social media for perfection when it's just an illusion where we can be more nurturing and loving to ourselves, even our shadow side, the anger, the hurt, being vengeful, and manipulative, manipulative, all that stuff, nurturing those parts of yourself and marrying your light and your shadow together, doing all of those things and giving yourself some grace and compassion if you mess up, if you made a mistake, okay, I made a mistake, but I'm going to honor this mistake and I'm not going to, to beat myself up or oh, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're this, you're that. It's being able to say, okay, I made a mistake. What am I going to learn from this mistake and how am I going to move forward? And being able to sit with yourself and give yourself a self-hug, like people don't hug themselves. <laughs> they don't hug themselves. You know, you forgive everyone and you hug everybody and you give people second chances, but a lot of people, we don't, we don't give ourselves a second chance. So that's what self-care, well, my definition of self-care is. Love it. Love it. And, you know, I'm a recovering people pleaser. When you talked about the guilt of taking time out for yourself, that, you know, that's a, that's, I'm recovering. So I'm the, I'm the second oldest of eight children. So I was always, you know, well, and even our family would be like, oh, don't wear that. What would, what would so-and-so think, you know, and it's really ingrained in, in this programming. So coming to that space of, all right, I got to take care of me because nobody else is going to do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. nobody, nobody's yeah. going to do it for me. And for me, that looks like I love getting up in early mornings. That's just such a wonderful time. And I used to hate getting up in early mornings. So there's definitely a shift that happened there, right? So listen to those things and, and taking my supplements and um, yes. all of the things I need to do for this, you know, this meat suit, yes. this body that's here temporarily. Yes. And this routine, the body loves it. It's a creature of habit, you know? And when we have something like this where all of our routines are completely turned upside down. We got to get back into routines. 
yeah. get right back into routines. And so let me ask you, darling, mm-hmm. you know, you help people through this process, but what was happening before when you were going through your own spiritual awakening? I was being a people pleaser, just like you said, and I was depleting my energy and I wasn't giving myself the uh, permission and the opportunity to be still, to listen to myself, to listen to my spirit, to listen to my heart. I was just doing, 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 acting, 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 doing this, doing that. And um, when the pandemic hit, I, and even before the pandemic hit, I used to ask my spirit guides to release from me what, what no longer served me. And I would say that every day for like six months. And so when the pandemic hit, I felt like I manifested that and they started to help me release what no longer served me. What I didn't realize was how uncomfortable, how painful, how hurtful that process was going to be because I was shown parts of myself that I still needed to heal, that I wasn't acknowledging, that I wasn't paying attention to. So the little girl in me was still hurting and the promiscuous girl in me was still hurting. And so I had to nurture both of those energies of myself. And I had to forgive. I had to ask those two parts of myself for forgiveness of things that I did to myself. And so it, it was really going within the self itself with the help of my guides for me to see exactly where I needed to heal. Like truly not that surface stuff, like really deep damn girl, like, I can't believe you did that. Okay, you did that. Let's acknowledge it. That's our truth. How do we move forward? How do, how do we come to a place where that old patterning is, is truly being put to rest? It doesn't, it's not there anymore. Let's permanently bury it and start something new and different that feels right within your mind, heart, body, and soul. And also facing the shadow side. I knew what she looked like and everything. I knew how vengeful she was, how manipulative she was. And I realized I had put her in a straitjacket in the back of my mind for a very long time. And so when I was going through this awakening process, she came forward and she's like, hi, how are you? (laughs) You ready to face me? Like, we going to do this? And I had to go through the process of acknowledging that I was still angry. I was still having hateful feelings towards specific people towards myself and things like that. And I had to really, really sit down with myself, journaling, writing, doing burn and release letters, like all those things to allow me to finally release all the things that I've been holding on to because I was a prof- professional grudge holder. I would hold on to grudges for dear life. So all of those things um, were happening before I started working with people to help them create create a spiritual lifestyle for themselves where I know exactly what it is to go through that process of having an awakening and not realizing you're having an awakening. And it's funny because I had a client that I was working with in 2019 into 2020 that was going through her spiritual awakening. And because I hadn't had mine to that extent, I wasn't able to help her properly that I'm able to do so now. So wonderful that you recognize that. I mean, that's uh, recognizing where you are on your journey, you know, and wonderful. You brought out um, 
couple of really good points that I want to kind of really emphasize here. So um, you said, I gave myself permission to be still. Listen, listen, yeah. listen. Yeah. So what, what we're noticing, if you're going through this spiritual awakening process, what we mean by listening, and I think you'll agree with this, is not hearing words. <laughs> so you're listening for expansion, for mm -hmm. opening, for raising mm -hmm. vibration. You're not listening for someone to tell you what to do mm -hmm. because you create Absolutely. your path from where you are and where you want to go. And listening for me as a, I'm, I'm a professional linguist. My specialty is nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. And listening to me, if somebody's in my face and throwing, you know, offending words and whatever, I don't give them the reaction they're expecting because I hear what's happening behind those words. And so you can really feel... And, and people show you where they are spiritually. And so permission to be still and listen, not only to yourself, but the other human who might be showing you behaviors. But if you can really listen, you're mm -hmm. going to hear the being, yes. the being part. And this is what we're missing this is what we're missing. This is fantastic. And then you said, and this is, this is really important for anybody listening. You mentioned that you, it became a mantra to you. You said, release from me what no longer serves me. And you just said that over and over again. And you mentioned how painful that process can be. And some have said other things like people just let go or disappear or you may feel like you're being burned from the inside out, you know, and this is anything that no longer serves you on an energetic level being burned out. So your light begins to yeah. shine from the inside out. And this is, this is a powerful thing to add to your ritual, right? Okay. Release what no longer serves me. And then you mentioned one more thing. How questions you said, how, how questions are great. And then after you ask that question, you did the work, yes. right? You got to do the work. That's the balancing of yin and yang. How can I see more dragonflies today? And then <laughs> exactly. just be open to it. And next thing you know, they're everywhere. They might not be physically there, but there's symbols of them everywhere. And so when you open yourself up like that, and noticing if you're asking why, why is this happening to me? That question is going to bring you more of that experience to you. So with this amazing shift of doing the work, tell us, darling, what are your plans? What do you see yourself doing from here forward? Definitely working with more people and uh, creating spiritual uh, lifestyles for themselves and now that I'm here in Texas, my plan is, which it's already in the works, even though I can't see it, <laughs> I want to open um, a sanctuary. It's like a shop slash sanctuary where people can come, feel safe, and be able to, I can guide them in doing the work, um, personal, like in 
in person doing the work so I can get an opportunity to help them in a different type of way where they're able to really stand in their spiritual truth and what that looks like to them, where they, they, they can learn how to be vulnerable. They can learn how to give themselves permission because it's one thing to say, oh, give yourself permission. But if you're showing someone how to do it, it's a completely different dynamic where you, you are definitely creating a physical guide or manual, if you will, to teach them, like touch your heart. Like, what does that feel like to you? And, you know, sharing, holding space for them and sharing energy with them for them to feel what it is to be still or feel what it is to be emotional, feel what it is to, to let their guard down and trust themselves, you know, and offering that support. Trust themselves, not trust my words or your words or any words what, no. whatsoever. It's like you take those words, you digest them, you think about it, take what serves, release the rest. Absolutely. Excellent. And so we model that. We yes. model being vulnerable. We model, you know what? I had a shitty customer, but I stepped into this larger space and it ended up being the most amazing thing because if I let Denny react, I would have lost a customer for life. But instead I got Denny out of the way and it ended up being an experience I never dreamed could be possible. So yeah. let's, I'd love for you to share an experience that maybe you had mm -hmm. that you never dreamed would be possible. Um, an experience that I had that I've never dreamed to be possible. I was working with the client once I'm going to have three, three sessions with her and the way that she absorbed and accepted everything that we were working on together was really profound for me personally, because after doing all my work and, you know, putting on paper, all the things, all the steps that I experienced through my journey and sharing it with another human being and having them put their own spin on it and see how it actually worked for them. And she went through a lot of different trials and tribulations after I was working with her when we finished our sessions and how she thrived through that process really, really was something that was just like, damn, this, this, this is, this is what I'm meant to do. This is, this is, this is where I live right here. <laughs> and it made me feel amazing inside and out because it was just like she didn't go back to her old patterns she took all the information i gave her and made it into her own and she thrived in, in the most positive beautiful successful way regardless of the challenges that she was experiencing and that really did something for me and to me Absolutely. It really does make a difference to have someone with you on this journey to go, okay, this bullshit is supposed to happen, right? Okay, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. Okay, I just need to change my mindset about the bullshit. Okay, I don't have to go over there and smell it. I can just ignore it. Gotcha. Yes. Oh, and I can upload all of the wisdoms from it. <gasps> gotcha. Yes. Ah. So one thing that I mentioned to her that I did because she kept on Oh, people in her life. I said, you know what? Um, I'm going to offer you this exercise that I did when it came to people in my life. I said, I'd like for you to take out a piece of paper, one side, write option, the other side, write priority. And I want you to write down all the people who treat you like priority and all the people who treat you like an option. And I said, don't get upset if the options outweigh the priority. And then I told her, after you look at that, absorb it, cry about it, 
and start mourning the loss of all the people who treat you like an option because you, my dear, you need to bow out gracefully from that energy and that space because those people are not serving you and you are not serving them. And Wonderful. I said, it's going to be painful and you're going to cry. Go ahead and cry. Have a box of tissue, drink some water when you're doing this. I said, however, when you're done, a hundred percent, I guarantee you're going to be, you're going to feel so much peace because you're going to create new space for God or angels, ancestors, whomever you, you speak to practice, whatever, to bring the right people and opportunities to you. And she did that. And she was like, well, damn, like that worked like a charm. <laughs> it really is the difference between chasing your dreams and having your dreams chasing you. It's like all of a sudden everything's there with this, with this shift. That's wonderful. Permission to be still and modeling it. That's wonderful. I want to thank you, Phoenix, for being on Heartfelt Awakening. And for our audience listeners, I want to ask you, what does self-care mean to you? And how do you create your own rituals? I want to hear from you and be sure to subscribe. Thank you so much for being on the show, Phoenix. I really appreciate you being here. And um, I can't wait to meet up with you again. Absolutely. We'll meet up in the near future. Texas is definitely on my list to get to. And um, perhaps maybe some collaboration is in order. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm actually collaborating right now. I actually have a book signing at a bakery slash cafe. And I registered for three to four different um, marketplaces to be a vendor so I could sell products and talk about my services and things like that. And I'm a part of two groups, Conroe groups, because that's where I live. And they're very supportive entrepreneurs that help each other out. So it's just been a really, really amazing gift to have transitioned from Savannah to here now, because everything, I feel like it's a different type of thrive for me. Excellent. And I will add in the show notes, all of the ways to get a hold of you. All right. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, be well. You as well.